smooth jazz voice. What's up, everybody? Thanks for being here. I'm Michael Royce, the creator of the Suffer First podcast. This is episode three. Episode one was a brief introduction to the show, and episode two, if you'll remember, was a short explanation of what I mean when I use the word suffer in the context of Suffer First, Glory Second. In this short episode, I'm going to describe or define what I mean when I use the term glory. It's important to define how I use these two ideas or terms, suffer and glory, because without that, this show doesn't really have much meaning. So, without further delay, let's do it. I always find it funny or amusing when I'm out in public wearing one of my Suffer First hats or shirts, and I see the bewildered look on someone's face as they try to sneak a look and figure out what that hat or shirt means. I really can't imagine what must go through their minds as they read and reread Suffer First or Suffer First, Glory Second. The words are provocative, and they're absolutely intended to stir something deep down inside of you. I've never asked one of these folks what they think it means. It just always feels a little bit intrusive to me. Not too many of those same folks have been brave or bold enough to ask me, a total stranger, what it means. But when they finally do, when someone finally works up the courage to ask, I'm always happy to tell them. My short answer is always, if you want something bad enough, you'll be willing to do whatever is necessary to get it. In other words, when you've decided what you want or what you must have, your glory, you become willing to do anything you become willing to suffer to get it. You simply have to settle it in your heart and mind what your glory is worth. What's its value to you? You see, the key point you have to remember is that glory is self-defined by each individual person. Your glory is yours, not mine, nor is it anyone else's. No doubt there's a standard meaning for the word, but when it comes to suffer first, glory second, you're in complete control of how you use the word glory. When I use the word glory, I mean my goals, my desired outcome or outcomes, the thing for which I'm working or working toward. It's the thing or things that will give me fulfillment. In addition, I have more than one glory that I I desire. There's glory that I'm working toward in numerous areas of my life. Let me give you just one concrete thing of glory that I desire. I want this podcast and the message of Suffer First, Glory Second to reach every person with an internet connection. And I want those people to realize that no matter what they want, no matter what their glory is, they have the opportunity to try and get it if they're willing to work, if they're willing to suffer. There are no guarantees that they can get their glory. There's no guarantees that I can get mine. But that's exactly what makes glory all that it is. That's what makes it glorious. It's the thought. It's the possibility. It's the belief. It's the, it's the hard work and the unwillingness to quit that makes the attainment of your glory so special. What is your glory? How do you define it? If it's self-defined and you have complete control over it, then what is glory? What is it to you? What's the thing you wake up in the morning and go to bed at night thinking about? If you could have your heart's desire, what would it be? Let me give you a few other things that I count as glory and for which I'm willing to suffer. I want a piece of land that my wife and I can move to 
and enjoy with our kids and grandkids. I not only want this podcast played daily around the world, but I want to take this message to people in person. I want to be on a stage every week disseminating this message to the masses. I want to eat healthy and train every day. I want to be the best at my day job. I want to earn a particular amount of money to support my family at a particular standard of living. These are just a few of the things that I count as glory. Having them, attaining them, requires that I suffer. But each of these areas of glory requires its own particular type of suffering. To be the best at my day job requires that I do industry research, study and understand my competition, make a certain number of phone calls every day, ask uncomfortable questions, give uncomfortable answers, negotiate well, be patient, and numerous other things. And I'll tell you, some of the things that I just mentioned run completely contrary to my nature. But but if I want to be the best, I have to be willing to override my nature and do what needs doing so I can get the job done and get my glory. There's a reason I use the words suffer and glory. These two words have the power to cause a shift in my mind, and I bet they have a similar power when you think or speak them. These words have the power to evoke motions that help you mentally engage. In all honesty, words and phrases like work, earn, strive, get, or paycheck, they simply don't engage my mind or my, my emotions. They don't cause my brain to get excited. These words and phrases simply don't evoke passion in me. But suffer first or suffer first glory second have an evocative quality that stirs me up. They immediately make me think and question and imagine. They turn on my desire. They stir my soul. These words help me engage in the activities that I don't necessarily want to engage in, but they help my mind endure because these words help me focus on the end goal, my glory. I'll suffer if I know I can get glory. Listen, every person on the planet has some kind of glory that they desire. You may not currently think about it in that way, but if you want something, anything, that's your glory. If you simply want to be able to sit in a piece of crap boat on a pond and fish all day, that's your glory. And to get it, you'll have to endure some kind of suffering in order to make it a reality. There will be some kind of work over a specific time frame that you'll have to do in order to make that dream a reality. I wake up every morning and say, suffer first, glory second. When I'm about to take on a task that I know is required to get what I want, I say, sometimes out loud, sometimes to myself, time to suffer. Suffer doesn't mean that I'm getting lashes across my back and glory doesn't mean that I'm going to rule over a small country. My suffering is specific tasks that I have to perform to achieve the end result, my glory. Something else you need to embrace, glory comes in stages. Your vision of glory may be to lose 100 pounds, but every pound loss should be seen as a small level of glory. Your vision of glory may be to earn $100,000 in commissions this year, but you should see a $5,000 commission check as a smaller level of glory on your way to the end goal. Think of glory like this. You want to conquer a nation? But to do so, you have to conquer it city by city and state by state. Once you've conquered each city in every state, you've reached your goal. You've achieved your glory. 
Celebrate and enjoy each city and state that you conquer because each one brings you closer to your primary glory. One last thing before I go. Keep in mind that for every conqueror, there is another one out there preparing to take your glory. The same is true for you. If you don't continue working to hold and improve upon your glory, it can be lost. Just because you get glory doesn't mean you get to keep it. Getting and keeping both require suffering. Getting it can be a great feeling, but I assure you that losing it is worse. The value of glory isn't only in the getting, it's also in the keeping. Suffering and glory are constant companions. I want the world to suffer. Say it with me. Suffer first, glory second. See you later. Peace out. Constance, it's your dog, so you're going to pick that up.